Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. What's up, Wake Up Grinders? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast. I'm Josh Sergi, and as always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. How you doing today, Mangone? Good, good. Uh, excited for uh, excited for another slate. I wish it was a little better, though. I'm not a big fan of it uh, altogether. Uh, how about you? How, how was your day yesterday, and how did you end up doing? Uh, I did pretty well, actually. Um, you know, I uh, I didn't play as much as I would have liked to. Um, you know, I had some family stuff going on, but, uh, it looked like, you know, our, our, our plays panned out pretty well for the most part. I mean, other than Mania, you know, ha- you know, struggling, which didn't hurt you too much in cash because a lot of people were on Mania, even with the weather concerns. But, uh, you know, we were, uh, we were pretty on point, you know, the, the Kansas city bats did what they had to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I definitely, Archer did what he had to do. He said he was the top guy. He threw really well. Salzar threw a good game, man. You, you know, that was a good call on your part by that. Uh, you know, and he was just super cheap. So a lot, he ended up being pretty chalky, too, uh, which was, uh, you know, pretty bad for you if you didn't have him at that price tag in cash. But still, uh, still not overall, not a bad slate. Uh, we saw. Uh, you know, the Dodgers put up six runs. You know, those lefties really put in work there, you know, as, as we said that they would. And, uh, you know, the Astros put up eight runs. We like that, too. Uh, we mentioned we like the Brewers. They put up nine runs. I like the Phillies. They put up eight runs. O- overall, like I said, you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of runs to be had. And I think that we did pretty, pretty well with where we, uh, where we went. So, um, but yeah, we got another slate today. Interesting slate here, the way it's broken up. It locks at 1.10 p.m., so make sure you guys are awake and ready and getting your lineups out there because, uh, you know, it's it's always it's always uh, it's always a possibility of oversleeping on a Sunday uh, for a 1.10 p.m. Eastern time lock, especially if you're living on the West Coast. So uh, with that time difference, so make sure you're up. And uh, you know, as always, today there was a lot of weather concerns, so make sure you check out the weather page on Roto Grinders. Uh, lots, lots of good information there to help you out. So, uh, Travis, what's what's your usually usual uh, routine checking the weather? Do you uh, do you usually not pay attention to that when you're doing your research and then figure it out later on, or, or what's your how do you handle weather situations? Uh, I mean, I just wait for Roth, man. I let him do all the work because I don't need to do any of it. Uh, it's just I just wait for him. I do my work, my stuff, and then I wait to see what Roth has to say, and I just follow what he does basically. And what he's what he thinks is normally gonna be right, so that's what I kind of do. It was funny. I was uh, I I didn't get home till about like six forty. Um, I was out betting the horses, man, and I did not. I'm never becoming a horse tout. That, that is not fun. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, my my grandpa used to do that. We used to have the off track betting facilities here in New York, and um, you know, it used to be fun. I'd go and sit with him. I just put in like a ton of just like crazy long shot super effectives and like hope to you know hope to catch something crazy. Not really a big horse guy, but uh, 
But yeah, I'm sure it was fun though going to the track with the guys. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, but uh, yeah, never becoming a horse tout. I can tell you that 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 was not fun, but uh, definitely lost there. But I got home at like 6:40, and then I saw the weather. I made like the teams in the car on the way back, like finalized them. And, uh, yeah, I saw the weather, man. And I just freaked and I went, I guess I'm going Salazar. Like I didn't even know what was going on. The weather was crazy yesterday, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. I just, I, I wait for Roth, man. Uh, I wait for him at five 30 and figure it out. Basically then once he normally at like an hour and a half before lock, he tells you, and then he gives you another update. So that's kind of what I do. And I just stay focused on his Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. always check the weather. That's very important. Uh, give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. We love uh, interacting with you guys. Shoot over any questions or any comments. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Now, uh, looking at the slate here, it's kind of split weird between the two big sites. Uh, on DraftKings, they've included an extra game. They've included the Boston and L.A. game. Um, that's at 3.37 Eastern time, so... You got a nice uh, 10-game slate there. Over on FanDuel, they've excluded that Boston game, so only nine games over there. So just something to keep in mind when you're building your lineups. Uh, you know, you got an extra game over on DraftKings to work with. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think we're ready to, to ready rock here, Travis, and, and hop into looking at the pitchers. You ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I can kick us off. So um, Corey Kluber is definitely the number one. The question is, uh, I mean, I think he's playing like, he's got like a DTD next to him, uh, day to day neck pro he's probable. He's had a stiff neck. I'm sure he's fine. So I'm not worrying about that unless I hear like, you know, a couple hours before lock, there's an issue, then I'll evaluate it. But uh, I'm just going to go into the assumption, assumption that he's fine. So here's clearly, I think the number one for me, I think Lance McCullers is a good option too. Uh, but I think he's the number two. I think on like, uh, on DraftKings, you go. Um, I think if you have the money, you you want to. I think you want to try and get the money for Kluber against all those righties in Toronto. It just makes a ton of sense. I think you want to try and get Kluber in your cash games and tournaments, but I don't mind going down to McCullers if you have to. But I am a little worried about McCullers. Uh, the problem is Houston just has such a short leash on him. Like I love McCullers. He they got a short leash on him. He hasn't been pitching so well recently, and it's in Baltimore against those hot bats in the hot stadium. Like I mean, there's some issues with that for me. Uh, so I lean Kluber. I'm going to try and make sure I have the money, but I wouldn't hate getting exposure to McCullers obviously too, just because the upside he possesses. But, uh, I'm definitely more team Kluber than McCullers today. Yeah. Same here. I think Kluber is the clear top option on both sites. Uh, just, you know, across the industry, any site you're playing on, uh, Kluber is going to be the top guy. Now McCullers, you know, DraftKings hasn't priced appropriately at 10.4 K guy is definitely, uh, the second best pitcher on the slate for sure, uh, going by talent. You know, uh, on, on FanDuel though, uh, I feel like he's a little underpriced here at eight point nine k. I feel like it's, it's a nice discount, and that's a huge drop off. You know, he's the second most expensive pitcher on FanDuel, with uh, Kluber being eleven point three k. That's that's a nice chunk right there of cap that you can use to upgrade your bats. So I th I think that there's definitely uh, a case to be made for pivoting to McCullers off of Kluber. Just know that, you know, Kluber is definitely the safer option and, um, you know, it, he definitely draws a better matchup than, uh, than McCullers here. So uh, I think Kluber is the top option for me, and I do, but I do like McCullers as a pivot on FanDuel just because the pricing difference. On DraftKings, 2K difference, uh, obviously significant there too, but it's 10.4K on a site where you get a roster two pitchers. You, you can't go Kluber and McCullers. I think you, you just go with Kluber there. Uh, one thing to point out uh, while we're talking about it here, uh, Porcello 
who's in that Boston game. He's on the DraftKings slate, not on the FanDuel slate. He's priced at 10.5K. For me, that's just a clear stay away at that price tag. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with Porcello at 10.5K on DraftKings. Do you agree with that, Travis? Yeah, that guy's terrible. He should not cost 10.5. Uh, yeah. Sorry, so yeah. I will pass on it, especially in a match against the Angels. I don't care if he's done decently in the past couple starts. Uh, there's reasons like yeah, against the Rays, they, you know, they can strike out with the best of them. So that, that's one reason why it happened. Uh, no, no thanks. This is not a good matchup for him and that price tag. It's a, it's a horrible price tag, so I will pass. Yeah, clear pass there too. Uh, now this is where it really gets, uh, you know, it's not a great slate for pitching. Like you get a huge drop-off after you go Kluber and McCullers. Uh, now, you know, on a site like DraftKings where you got a roster of two pitchers, you, you kind of you, you don't really have a safety net here on, on where you should be going. So uh, it's, it's going to be difficult to figure out where you want to go for your SP2. Uh, let's just cancel out a few guys real quick, Travis. Uh, any interest in Tom Kohler? Nope. Travis Wood? You can cancel a lot of these guys out, man. Like, I mean. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. Knock them out right now. Like Romano, no. Travis Wood, no. Kohler, no. Matt Boyd, no. Montero is in the conversation. Oh, he is. Yeah, don't skip over yeah, Montero. He's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. Daniel Gossett, no. Blundy. Junior Guerrero, no. Derek Holland, no. Mejia, no. Uh, Kyle Freeland, no. In cores. Um, and then, yeah, I think the rest of the guys are in the conversation, but not. I don't love all of them. I like some of them, and some I don't like a lot. But yeah, those are the guys who just cross off immediately. I yeah, so why don't we look at Odorizzi here? Because I feel like there's going to be some interest in Odorizzi. Gets that park upgrade, you know, being um, at home in Tampa Bay at Tropicana. Strikeout rate, not really that, uh, you know, standout this season. 21.6% to righties, 17.6% to lefties. Walk rate's pretty high at 9% to righties. That line drive, drive rate to, to righties is concerning, along with his fly ball rate. 30% line drive, 38%. Fly ball rate in the 330 Woba and 251 ISO to right-handed bats. So he's getting hit pretty good by righties. And, um, you know, this this uh, Texas team, we like to target lefties against them because they have that 25% strikeout rate against lefties. But against righties, you know, 19.9% strikeout rate, but 196 ISO, 320 weight, uh, Woba, 280 Babbitt, like 8% walk rate. They're, they're not terrible against righties, you know. And um, you know, they do get that park downgrade being at Tropicana for their bats. But uh, I just don't know if, if uh, I'm going to pay for Odorizzi here at 8.7 as my SP2. I feel like it's, it's a lot of price to pay for a guy that kind of has limited upside. But uh, how do you feel about Odorizzi here, Travis? Uh, I, I don't mind him. Uh, I think the spot is not a bad one. It's like, you know, based on the slate, I feel like we have to consider having exposure to him. And I think I'm going to have exposure to him. Uh, just because of the nature of the slate, right? So I think I think there's just upside against the Texas bats. They strike out a bunch, and uh, you know Odorizzi is a guy that can uh, he can get the strikeouts going uh, against righties. Twenty one K percentage. Uh, I get it, right? He's not a guy that's going to be an elite uh, strikeout guy, but I think he can get the job done enough on the slate. Uh, so I think he's in the he's in the tournament consideration category for me. Yeah, you know, we passed over Montaro, and I said, you know, not so fast, and here's why. If we're going to go slate relative, you got to kind of got to pick, like, you know, make the best of what you got here in the player pool. And, um, you know, for being honest, none of these guys after Kluber and McCullers are comfortable. So uh, Montero is a guy, though, you know, 25.2% strikeout rate to raise this season. He, he has a nice solid K rate, 50% ground balls, 
and uh, 29% fly ball. So, you know, pretty pretty solid there with the fly ball ground ground ball splits. And, uh, you know, the 332 Woba is pretty high, but his ISO is under 100, you know, against righties. So, and under 100 against lefties, too. He, d- he doesn't give up a ton of... Um, a ton of power here. So, you know, plus he gets that park boost uh, being in City Field. And he's a righty going against a team that has a strikeout rate of 30% versus righties. Strikes out a ton against righties. So it just kind of makes sense to roster Montaro here as your SP2, I think. If we're going to make the best of what we got here in the player pool out of the pitchers and you want to save some cap, I would feel way more comfortable going with a guy like Montero for 7.2 because he has to do way less than, say, like Odorizzi would have to do for 8.7. So I think that I would side with Montero here on DraftKings as my SP2. Uh, putting it that way, Travis, do you have any interest now? No, yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely like I think I think he's the SP2, right? I think it makes a ton of sense to go him. Uh, I, th- I think he's definitely the SB2 you want to be considering in your cash games uh, just because him and like a Kluber allow you to get the bats, right? Like just packing those two together, the price tag makes sense. Uh, the one question would be, do you want Tyson Ross at the same salary? I just don't think the upside and safety is as great. Uh, if Montero was going against a different team, right? Let's say Montero was going against like, uh, you know, maybe an average strikeout team, then maybe I'd have more interest in Tyson Ross because he's going up against a, a Tampa Bay team, but the A strikeout a bunch, and so do uh, Tampa against righties. So I think I'd rather just take the guy who has more strikeout upside in Montero and pass on Tyson Ross, who's a guy that can walk people and can go up against an offense that can be very potent uh, in the, uh, you know, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. They are just, they are a team that can just display so much power. So I think uh, for me, I get people maybe having interest in Tyson Ross, but I think Montero is just the better play uh, from an upside and safety uh, standpoint. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Tyson Ross is just a shell of what he once was. I'm a big fan of him in real life, and I hope that he recovers and, and finds his way back to like you know where he was before because he was always fun to watch. Has a lot of great stuff. But, uh, you know, the fact is he's just not what he used to be. So, you know, for DFS purposes, we kind of got to stay away until I, you know, get proved differently, so to speak. But um, let's move to it. There's another interesting picture here for me, and that's going to be Eikhoff going against Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee strikes out a, a solid amount against righties here. Um, 22.7% strikeout rate against righties. And Eikhoff, 23.9% K, Ks to righties this season, 17.3% strikeout rate to lefties. He doesn't really have to worry too much about the lefties in the lineup. There's only a few, and there's only really two that we have to worry about. Two, you know. As far as uh, well, there's power. not only two, Josh. There's not only, only two. two, they, that, been... two that have significant power that I think we have to worry about. I was going to say within Thames and Travis Shaw. I'm not like worried about like Brandon Phillips as much as I'd be worried about like you know Shaw and Thames. I mean, I know VR bets from the left side too, but um, you know his 132 ISO is not something I'd be worried about. Um, you know, so. You know, Thames and Shaw are going to be the guys I'm worried about. But that strikeout rate against righties is, is there, Travis. You know, and, and we have some solid sample sizes to back it up. Uh, so, you know, and even Thames, you know, 26.4% strikeout rate to righties. You know, VR, 30% strikeout rate to righties. Travis Shaw, 20%. You know, so it's not like they don't strike out these guys. So I, Yeah, I think it depends on the lineup they tried out. Like, I could see Eichhoff like jumping Montero if it's that ugly seven righty lineup. Like I could see doing that possibly. It's definitely something I'll consider um, for sure on DraftKings, like for seven, six, like he's the guy that could jump them. Like, uh, I just don't know. It depends how many lefties they really tried out there. And I, again, it also depends on what the A's do against uh, the Mets. So I think looking at lineups is going to be really important tomorrow. And it's a Sunday. So you never know things can get wonky. Um, so 
I think it's definitely something we need to monitor for sure. I think they're a golf's a good option as well. And I, I definitely have interest in him, but again, I think we're going to have to be looking at the lineups and really paying close attention to it. Um, and I, I get, I get VR. He's a lefty and he can strike out a ton. That's like a nice thing about him. So the K's are there. So that's obviously good. But again, it's not a lefty that can cause some issues. Right. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough call. I think it's one of those things where I want to give a take a stand here right now, but I need to see the lineups. I think it's pretty plain and simple. And I think uh, it's, as long as you guys monitor lineups and uh, look and see, you know, which one's better, or ask us on Twitter. That's that's great. Either one's like, you know, either one works. But definitely make sure to monitor the lineups uh, with those two uh, pitchers. Yeah, I just want to correct myself too. It's Brett Phillips. Um... Who, who I was mentioning, who hits from the left side for uh, Milwaukee. Not not too afraid of him, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that we have to see if they tried out that uh, righty heavy lineup. I think that him and Montero are kind of in a stalemate at that point on uh, where you want to go. And I think it's just going to come down to do you have like the four hundred extra uh, or five hundred extra? No, it's four hundred extra on DraftKings um, to, to go with Eichoff as your SP two over. Montero, but um, as it where we stand right now, Kluber Montero is probably going to be the combo I'd go on two pitcher sites. Uh, you know, Nova's a guy sometimes we have interest in. He's more of a, a real life pitcher than he is a DFS pitcher, so the strike area is not there. Uh, under twenty percent on both sides of the plate. Not interested in Colorado. Going to pass on both of these uh, course pitchers for me. Uh, any interest in the course pitchers here, Travis? No, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a pass for me. Won't be playing them at all. Um, what about J.A. Happ? We haven't talked about him yet. I don't think it's a spot for him against an Indians team that's just really good, doesn't strike out a ton. Uh, I don't think Happ's an option for me. What about you? Yeah, I think Happ is, is a pretty clear stay away for me, too. Um, you know, he, he had a nice little run, and then he kind of crashed back down. So, uh, you know, you usually don't mind um, targeting uh, Cleveland bats. Um, you know, like if, um, if you get the right matchup, cause, uh, and of course, depending on the lineup that they're all out, uh, you know, there's spots where you could target Cleveland. Uh, I don't think this is one of them. I, I usually target them, um, against lefties because their ISO is just so low under a hundred against lefties and that, uh, and that Woba under 300 and that walk, you know, that walk rate's very low too, a 5.6, you know, their strike rate's not as high as you think against lefties at 15%, but, um, but you know, if you get the right lefty against them, then you can you can make that move. I just don't think Hap is the right lefty to pick against them here in this spot. So I think I'm going to pass on him, uh, just completely on the slate. He's just he's priced up too. You know, eight point six on DraftKings. No thank you for me over there uh, on FanDuel. He's a little bit cheaper at seven point four, but uh, there's better options. I'd rather go like Eichoff for seven point three or um, even uh, Montero over there. So. Uh, Montero's just 6.4, by the way, for Montero on FanDuel. So if you're looking for like a really cheap tournament guy so you can stack some bats, not a bad way to go uh, with Montero on FanDuel. Just know that you know the risk is definitely going to be there with that just because he gets himself into walk trouble sometimes. If he could limit the walks, you know, like back to Montero just for a minute, like the main issue with him is walks, right? Like that's that's like the, the issue that you're usually concerned with when you roster him is that he'll get himself into jams with these walks. And, uh, you know this Oakland team does walk a good amount. Twelve, you know, twelve point five percent walk rate. You know, so um, you know, ten point nine against righties. So like they do, they are patient hitters. So as long as Montero could just keep himself out of uh, trouble by giving free passes, I think he'll have a pretty solid outing. But um, but yeah, I, other than other than these guys that we're mentioning, it just kind of gets. It's just uh, I don't have any interest in Mejia. I think you agree with that, right? 
Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, I can sum up pitching pretty That's easy it. Yeah, for you. We covered it. It's yeah. Kluber, McCullers, Odorizzi, Iacoff, and Montero, and that's it. Like, that's all. Yeah, for me, I'm just going to stick with uh, Kluber, Montero, and Iacoff, and McC- uh, Kluber and McCullers, putting Kluber significantly ahead of McCullers. And uh, Montero and Eikhoff are our solid SP2 options here on two-pitcher sites. But if you're on one-pitcher sites, just try to stick with Kluber and McCullers. Don't try to get too cute unless you really want to stack like cores or get some big bats in. And you can make Montero fit on FanDuel, and it works. Just do it. Just know that you know there's, there's a possibility it could not work out for you. Like it really, you know, it's kind of a toss-up here. It's not like you know we're just picking from the best that we have. Um, the best options that we have here, and that's what we got. So that's it for pitching. I think that we covered it pretty well. Anything else you want to mention about pitchers here before we move on to the bats, Travis? No, that's it. We can head over to the bats now. Um, Kick us off, so catcher. Yeah, catcher. Yeah, I mean, uh, just again, it's Sunday, so there'll probably be some weird catchers pitching uh, or catching. That, that's, that'll be uh, something to watch out for, maybe some good punt options to help get in a guy like Kluber. But, uh, I mean, James McCann against the lefty, right, in Minnesota, good power for uh, for righties there. Uh, I think this is a great spot for him. Sal Perez against Derek Holland. I think he's in a good spot. You got Brian McCann and Gaddis against Dylan Bundy. I think those are two guys I'll have interest in as well. Uh, I mean, those are really the guys I think I'm going to, like, kind of focus on. Uh, obviously, like, if you have the money for, uh, like, a Francisco Cervelli against, like, Freeland and you're playing a core stack, I think you'd go that route. But I think those three that I mentioned before, like, the guys I'm really going to uh, be is, like, my my are going to be the guys I'm really sh- considering the most. So what about you, Josh? What do you think you're doing at catcher? Uh, yeah, I mean, Brian McCann is certainly in play if he's if he's uh, catching. I think that he's definitely an option here. Lots of power going against Dylan Bundy in a hitter's park. You know, huge implied run total for the Astros. Not news at this point. You know, they always have that huge implied run total, but it's at five point eight four. So I mean, they're expected to score a lot of runs once again. Uh, Sally Perez against the lefty here against Derek Holland is probably going to be my favorite option but you know the issue is salary cap is a thing so i don't know if i'll be able to pay 4k for a catcher on DraftKings. um you know but uh on FanDuel, uh he's probably priced up decently there too right yeah he's 3.1 3.1 is more doable on FanDuel. uh so i, I do like him a, a lot over there but uh draft kings be a little bit tougher but I always like him against the lefty lots of power in that bat and uh again huge implied run total in this hot and humid environment in kansas city uh, 5.91 for the Royals implied run total. So try to get some stock in that if you can. Uh, James McCann against the lefty, as you mentioned, definitely uh, interested there. DK 2.7K, you got a nice, uh, nice cheap price tag there. So you could open up some things for you if you go ahead and play him over there. 2.2 on Fanduel, two he's free over there. So um, definitely get some James McCann if you need a value catcher. He's probably my favorite value option at catcher on this slate. Um, you know, Cervelli at cores against the lefty is something that if he's batting second, especially. I think that he's someone you could look at in like a mini pirate stack or a full pirate stack. Uh, Cervelli just he hits lefties well. He has throughout his whole career, so not generally a guy that has crazy pop in his bat. But you put him in an environment like Coors, uh, good things could happen, you know. So uh, definitely would look at him over there. But yeah, uh, that's going to be it for me on the slate uh, for catcher. I think that uh, if I have the money to pay up, I'm going to go Sal Perez, and if I want to save some cap, I'll go with James McCann. Yeah, no, that that sounds good. So let's head over to first where uh, it's loaded again. I'm going to probably rattle off a bunch of guys, and then I'll give you my two favorites. But um, games against uh, Eikhoff, you know, Eikhoff struggles to get lefties out. You have it 
got to have interest in him in, in Philadelphia. I mean, Guriel has just been smashing the ball against a guy like Bundy. I definitely have a lot of interest in him. Jose Abreu against the lefty. He's interesting in Kansas City. He'll be hot there tomorrow. Joey Votto against a fly ball pitcher and Tom Kohler. Like, he's another guy I have interest in. Uh, Miguel Cabrera specifically on um, DraftKings. Uh, against the lefty, he's only 3700 I mean, he's had a great price tag. And there's other guys still, like, uh, you know, we have Edwin Encarnacion against the lefty in the, uh, you know, revenge spot. Uh, we got uh, Romano. Like, I mean, there's there's just a lot of guys to like tomorrow. Uh, but for me, my, my two favorite guys are definitely going to be, I think, Guriel. I mean, this guy's just been smashing the ball. He's batting, like, third or cleanup every day. Just in a great spot. Hits righties really well. Uh, I, I'm going to be over uh, all over Guriel again like I was yesterday. And then uh, my second guy, I think, is Joey Votto. I, I think Votto against a guy, a fly ball pitcher like Tom Kohler, I think it makes a ton of sense. Uh, I just uh, Votto's been crushing the ball recently. Uh, you know, his batter ball distance and exit lots have been really well. And I think he's just a guy that, uh, you know, I think he's in a good spot to bang one out tomorrow. And uh, oh, no BVP. I was wondering if they had any BVP for the uh, for the truthers out there, but no, just two uh, over oh two. So uh, not not much there with that. But those are my two guys. I think I figured they've been both been in the league long enough. We maybe have some just to give some people a taste of that. But yeah, that's it for me at first, Josh. What about you? Who do you like at first base? Uh, always going to have interest in Jose Abreu um, against a lefty, and uh, that implied run total for Chicago at five runs i think is something that you know you should definitely have some interest in uh you said guriel man he has been crushing the ball absolutely definitely interested in him but he's priced up now appropriately uh especially on dk he's 5k now so like you know you're gonna have to find the cap to pay up for him which could be tough 3.3 on FanDuel. Uh, well, he's, he's only yeah, he's only 3.3 on fandle sorry to cut you off i know you're gonna say that but i guess that's where i was specifically looking so uh yeah he hasn't moved there so that's just insane yeah he's more doable over there i think on on fanduel at 3.3 you know he's definitely probably top point per dollar option uh over there is uh bray you know 4.5 on DK, uh, 3.5 on FanDuel, too. You get them cheap over there. So uh, I think that Abreu and, and Guriel, you definitely get at nice price tags uh, on FanDuel. Uh, Eric Thames, of course, interest there. But uh, the, the issue is I do like Eikhoff, so I'll probably stay away from getting me too much Thames. Uh, probably not going to have too much Thames. Uh, Joey Votto, as you mentioned, man, the man. But, again, you know, a guy that's priced really high, him and E5, I have interest in both of them, both priced really high. So you're going to have to find cap for uh, E5 or for Votto. Um but, uh, you know, I, I just keep coming back to Miggy, man, on DraftKings. He's, you know, again, they just keep messing up Miggy's price tag on DraftKings. 3.7K, going to be a hard, hard uh, price tag to pass for on DraftKings. So I think that Miggy is going to be my top option uh, at first base on DraftKings. And then if we're going site-specific on FanDuel for the price, uh, I would like either Yuli Gurriel or Jose Abreu. Uh, Gurriel slightly ahead of Abreu for me. So, um, that's that's where I'm going to be at first base. I think you know you just have to go by the site now. Vado E5, um, you know as I mentioned, uh, both both certainly in play, uh, but you're just going to have to find the cap to pay for them. And I don't think that with the pitching construction here, where I'm paying up for Kubra, I, I want to try to get the savings anywhere I can. So for that. Value in Miggy on DraftKings, value on Guriel and Jose Abreu on FanDuel. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention at first base, Travis? No, no one else. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a pretty loaded spot. I think we, uh, I think we hit it pretty well. And um, but yeah, let's head over to second. Um, 
So I'm not in love with second tomorrow. I mean, there's some guys in decent spots, like, you know, with Merrifield against lefty and Kinsler against lefty, but there's none that are really sticking off the page that I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, you know, Brian Dozier against Matt Boyd against the lefty. So I think he's interesting. Uh, help me out a little bit, Josh. Uh, I'm not sticking out as like absolutely smash spots. Like, yeah, granted, Altuve, if I have the money against Bundy, sure, I want him. Like, that guy's just really good. But, like, what's really sticking out to you? There's nothing really sticking out to me that I absolutely am in love with. So I was seeing if there's something that you have absolutely like a lot. What, at second base? And there's Josh Harrison against the lefty. Like, there's good spots. I just, there's none that I'm just like, uh, you know, it's not like Daniel Murphy against R.A. Dickey and I just want to load up, right? I'm trying to, there's nothing I'm just like absolutely in love with and locking in. Uh, so I'm trying to get a take from you and figure out if you're seeing something better than me. Oh, I mean, Brian Dozier is the guy, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. He's not popping a ton for me right now, which I'm I'm confused with. Uh, I, but yeah, I think I would suspect he's the guy. This is like a this feels like a Brian Dozier spot for me. So um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just end up plugging him in. He's not really popping for me right now, and I don't know. Maybe there's just like a a mistake with what I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, uh, I, have, I don't know. Maybe I'll, you're I'll put, right. I'll put, you, I'll put him to you this way: second base. I usually have Altuve, especially lately with the matchups. I've had Altuve being my top scoring second baseman. Um, I have Dozier scoring ahead of him tomorrow on my sheets. Okay, yeah, I, I, I mean, like in my head, it sounds right. Uh, he sounds like he's the best player, but just not coming up like that for me. So that's why I'm confused. But uh, yeah, um, D Gordon. So yeah, too. I guess Dozier's the best play. Like yeah, I don't mind D Gordon. I think uh, what's his uh, DraftKings D Gordon is four uh, K. But on FanDuel, 2.9, dude, for D Gordon, just way too cheap over there, I think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So I think you could definitely get behind that. Um, we could also give an honorable mention to Merrifield. Yeah, and you know who's you know who's second base eligible I just noticed? My boy Jose Ramirez against J.A. Hat. Maybe that solves some uh, problems for me. Uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, you get him at second base. He, he was third base before, so... That's nice, and his price tag's gone down a little bit. So maybe that's where I'll go on, like, an interesting tournament option for me. But, uh, ah, that's nice. That's good to see on FanDuel. Uh, but, yeah, sorry. Well, who else do you like at second, Josh? Uh, at second base, uh, I think Merrifield deserves an honorable mention here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick with a lot of Dozier. And uh, I'll probably sprinkle in some uh, some Merrifield, uh, some Kinsler, too, if I want to if I want to do some uh, – some Detroit stacks, I think you kind of have to have Kinsler in there in the leadoff spot, but um, I'll sprinkle some of him in there. I don't know if I'll be able to get out I'll two van, which you know I really want to, but I don't think I'll be able to. But uh, I'll say like yeah, I'll say I, like I think... if I was gauging my exposure, it'd be like fifty percent Dozier, twenty five percent Merrifield, and twenty five percent D Gordon right now. That's where I'm at. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like. Granted, like, uh, I want to get Altuve in. Uh, if I have the money, do it. But, like, uh, it's one of those things, like, where, like, if someone, like, if you're looking at construction and you're like, oh, I have this money for Altuve, should I do it? Like, yes, like, you should. Uh, he's a great play. Uh, but I don't know. I think for me it's going to be Dozier and Jose Ramirez I'm going to side with. I'll side with those two and then maybe for D Gordon for cheap on FanDuel. And then if I can – I can pay up Altuve if not like Josh Harrison. Like those are kind of like the four or five I'm looking at, and I'll probably rotate them in. Uh, and I, I agree with you on like the hey, if you're playing like Royals or Tigers, you know, put Kinsler and Merrifield. In. I think second's the spot where I'm mainly gonna is I'm gonna kind of like throw that second baseman in. It seems like uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But um, if I had to pick, if you're telling me I have to pick just two, just so I can kind of take a stand a little bit, um, a 
Dozier and then give me um, you know, I'm gonna go with Jose Ramirez. Yeah, give me Dozier and Jose Ramirez my two if I had to pick. All right. Uh let's move on to the hot corner, Travis. On to third base. Um there's tons of options here at third base tomorrow, so uh, you know, getting to be a loaded position this season. Uh you know, we have uh we have Travis Shaw against Eikhoff. Again, I like Eikhoff, so I'll probably stay away from that. Uh Marwin Gonzalez is third base eligible on uh, on DraftKings, and I think that he's worth a look to get you you know some of that um, that exposure to the Houston lineup. Now he's a shortstop eligible on FanDuel, which is interesting. So that that might help you making some Houston stacks since you get him at shortstop over there. So where he's third base now, field eligible on DraftKings and short shortstop on FanDuel. So uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on here. Three point five on FanDuel seems like a really nice price to help you with a Houston stack. Four point eight on DraftKings makes it a bit more difficult. So uh, would probably end up staying away over there on DraftKings. Um, I like Sano, you know, just like I like Dozier. And usually if I'm playing a Dozier, I'm playing a Sano with him, you know, and handcuffing the two together. So certainly interested in there. No interest in Mike Moustakis in this lefty-lefty matchup. I think, I've been playing him. It's been working out. I think today is the day I kind of back off now since we have that lefty-lefty matchup. Um, David Freeze, though, is a guy I really want to talk about because I feel like He's a guy that, you know, his, he just doesn't have a huge name, kind of gets lost in the sauce, but uh, he mashes lefties, man. He, he always has throughout his career. Huge, huge pop in his bat against lefties, and he gets the upgrade of playing in cores. Uh, I'm going to find a way to get freeze in my lineups, I think, just because I want exposure to him in cores against a lefty. And 3.5K on FanDuel just feels too cheap. So I think that on FanDuel, you you got to lock in uh, David Freeze at – third base um just because the the price and the matchup and the park upgrade is just is just too good over there so uh on FanDuel I think Freeze will be my top play and at DraftKings it's a little bit more difficult but I think I'll, I'll probably end up going with Sano and handcuffing him to Dozier uh where are you looking at third base Travis yeah Josh and that's uh that's World Series MVP David Freeze to you Josh uh, keep that in mind uh but yeah so Nick Castellanos he uh He's he's a guy I have a ton of exposure to. I think like him, Miguel Sano, uh, Travis Shaw, and um, David Freeze are like the four I'm really looking at to get my exposure to. Uh, I mean, uh, Travis Shaw. I mean, to this guy, just he just mad like like the Phillies. If I had to sum up the Phillies pitching for you in like one sentence, and I can only use one sentence, it'd be like righties that can that have strikeout upside against right-handed pitching but suck against lefties like that's how i would sum it up and like that's kind of what they are and like travis shaw is just mashing the ball right now like his exit velocity of past 15 days is 97 miles an hour with a batter ball distance at 256 we talked about him yesterday as our top third favorite third baseman i'm gonna go back to the wall and travis shaw i mean he he hit a home run yesterday uh i'm pretty sure he did uh he hit a home run yesterday at least i got the update on my phone um and he did okay, making sure my app. Sometimes my app is wrong, but uh, yeah, it told me I had, he hit a home run. So uh, I'll go back to the well on him uh, for sure. Uh, I think he's a good option. Like that, he might be my top option. I have to say, if I had to pick, uh, I think Freeze is again, like I said, uh, really good option to go to. And like Miguel Sano, I'll probably handcuff him together with uh, with Brian Dozier, like I always like to do. I'm always a fan of doing that, so I'm probably do that. And then hey, Castellano, so he's another guy that's on like team absolutely crushing the ball lately <laughs> 93 exit velocity 245 batted ball distance like miguel sano his is really high too 
Uh, I'm, I'm just taking all these guys that are absolutely smashed the wall recently. So those three are some of my favorites, and David Freeze mixed in there too. Uh, but third seems pretty simple for me. I think that's kind of the route I'm going to go with those. Maybe look at those guys. All right, very good. So let's move on to shortstop now. Uh, shortstop is a little bit more thin on this slate. Uh, kind of difficult to, to figure out where you want to go. So um, for me, I think I'm just going to focus on cheap correlation. And uh, the cheap correlation that keeps popping out at me here on the slate is Eduardo Escobar on DraftKings for 3.6K. Just, uh, you know, very cheap there. And uh, if he's batting second, especially, you can sandwich him in that little mini stack with Dozier and Snow, get that one, two, three combo from Minnesota. So uh, I think that Escobar is going to be the guy for me just to get that saving so I could, you know, keep Kluber in my lineup comfortably and not have to reach too far anywhere else. Shortstop eligible over there. And um, on FanDuel, uh, Escobar is uh, 2.7, so he's pretty cheap over there too. And I think that if you're going to go with Dozier and Snow, he makes a nice cheap correlation play there. Uh, outside of that, Timothy Anderson leading off against the lefty is something you know that you should have interest in because of that huge implied run total for the White Sox. So definitely someone to target would be Tim Anderson here in this spot. And uh, yeah, I don't mind me some uh, some Cabrera on the Mets here for 3.6 on fan on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, he is. Um, 2.9, so you know, pretty cheap over there too. But I think that the that the guy I'm gonna end up going with is Escobar just to keep that exposure, get that one, two, three combo in Minnesota. So uh how about you, Travis? Where are you looking at shortstop? Yeah, I kind of agree with the Escobar thing. Like I think that makes a ton of sense, and I'm looking for places to save on salary. This is a spot where I might want to save. Uh Tim Anderson against if he's batting leadoff against the lefty, yeah, of course I think I'll have uh some interest in that. And then uh you know, if I have the money, say I'm able to spend up at shortstop again, it's going to be kind of tough. And it might be one of those spots where uh, I look to really spend down. If like, there's a good, like uh, if there's a guy at the bottom that gets like a good lineup spot, that's just the stuff I'm going to look for. Like maybe Ramon Torres against Derek Holland bat second again, right? Like that could be a value to help out. Uh, it's going to be a spot where I try to look for value, but if we're, you know, if we're saying we have the money there, uh, I mean, I'm going to go back to the well on my boy, Zach Kozar. I mean, this guy's just been smashing the ball. Like, uh, I'm just going to keep riding him out. Fly ball pitcher and Tom Kohler. It's not a lefty, right? Kozar's been really smashing lefties. But, uh, I mean, this guy's just been hitting the ball hard and hitting it well. I'm going to go back to the well on him, I think. And uh, Francisco Lindor, if you have the money, I wouldn't hate him either, too, against J.A. Happ. But, again, it's going to be a spot where I think I look to save. And, uh, you know, maybe if I'm making stacks, right? Uh, again, I don't. I'm not condoning this one, right? But say I'm building a mar say I'm building a Marlin stack and like uh, you know, it helps me get Kluber or something. Maybe I'll throw in JT Riddle, right? He's only 2K on FanDuel and say he's batting eighth, a uh, wrap around stack with uh Stanton and uh D Gordon and Ozuna. I don't know, it's just an idea to a way to be different and uh maybe helps you get like Kluber in, right? At a spot that we don't love. So that's just like a simple example. Not saying I'm playing JT Riddle tomorrow, uh just but but that's that's the idea behind it. So just wanted to note that with shortstop. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention it short, or should we move on to the outfield? No, let's head over to the outfield, Josh. Uh, kick us off. Uh, what do you like here in the outfield? Is it, is it loaded like yesterday for you? Yeah, man, there's there's a lot of options. Again, a lot of teams with high totals, you know, high implied run totals. And what you want to do is really focus on these teams that are expected to score a lot of runs and uh, try to find some correlation here, you know, and, and that's, that's really important. So... Uh, one team that's really jumping off the page at me is uh, 
the Miami Marlins once again, going against Salvatore Romano. Uh, you have that core of Stanton, Yellick, and Ozuna. I don't think it's crazy to play all three of these guys in the tournament. I think you stack. Yeah, dude, I, I do it all the time, dude. Like, uh, hasn't panned out completely this year. Like, I mean, there's times where it's been okay. There's times where it's worked a little bit, but it has. They haven't all smashed together yet completely, where it's like won me a lot. But I mean, it can easily do it, right? Uh, tomorrow could easily be the day, and it's not like they all have to smash. Two of them could smash, and one just does average. And if my whole lineup is good, sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I do that a lot. So I just want to say I, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, and you could complete the stack too on either side of that because you get that little two, three, four combo with Stanton, Yellick, and Ozuna, and you could toss in D Gordon or you could toss in you know Justin Bohr and you kind of complete that stack. So I think that um, Miami stack is certainly in play, and all of these outfielders are in play in Miami. That's just popping out for me. Uh, I don't mind some some Mets bats here, uh, Conforto and Bruce especially. Try to get some of those, those power lefties. I think they'll get overlooked on this slate just because there's so many high totals, uh, and they're they're not one of the highest totals here on the board. So uh, I think Conforto and Bruce against Gossett makes sense. Gossett has his struggles against lefties. Uh, good spot for uh, for Conforto and Bruce to exploit that. Um, I also uh, keep looking at these Houston outfielders. You know, Springer, Reddick, Beltron, all in play. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez, outfield eligible on DraftKings, also in play. Uh, I think that uh, that Robbie Grossman is is a great value option on DraftKings at 3.2K. And again, completes that Minnesota stack that you're looking at. If you're going Dozier and Sano and you want to get that value in Escobar, you could complete that with Grossman at 3.2. And it makes a very cheap, high upside stack. You're getting, you know, you're getting bats that are... are uh, projected this you know an, an offense that has an implied run total at 5.19 you're getting four of these bats for for super cheap on DraftKings over there and um on FanDuel um they're they're also uh you know they're also decently priced but they're priced up a little bit more Grossman 3.2 on FanDuel I don't mind so much but I think for 3.2 on DraftKings just way too cheap over there um you can really see the pricing difference between FanDuel and DraftKings on these Minnesota bats uh I think that's definitely uh way more exploitable on DraftKings. So I think I'll be stacking up Minnesota on DraftKings more than I will be on FanDuel. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, guy I really like here um, against Derek Holland. Hits lefties well. Has tag and bag upside, you know, could steal some bases. And, uh, you know, usually hits third in the order. So I think that he makes a fine play here. And you could uh, correlate him to, like, Merrifield or uh, or some Sally Perez here. So uh, definitely don't mind some of him here uh, either. And uh, if we're going to look at some of these uh, right-handed bats against Mejia on the Detroit side, want to correlate there to, like, Kinsler or correlate to Cabrera uh, or James McCann, Upton is certainly in play against a lefty. I know that that's your boy, Travis, so uh, shout him out, Justin Upton. And, uh, you know, Matuk uh, hits hits lefties really well. It's kind of like what he does. He's a great platoon guy. So uh, 3.7 on DraftKings. So uh, you get him at a, a, a decent price under 4K over there. And... Uh, on FanDuel, he's 2.8, so you get him for under 3K on FanDuel. Some of the look at Matuk and a good correlation play, like I said, to, to Miggy or James McCann, or even if you want to get Upton in there, too. Uh, and then, uh, you know, to, to kind of top it off here, um, we have uh, these Coors outfielders. <sighs> you know, like, I don't know if I don't think I could pay 5.8 for Blackman on DraftKings on the slate and get, like, Kluber uncomfortably. I don't think I could pay 5.1 on FanDuel and get Kluber uncomfortably. So I think I'm going to pass on Blackman on the slate. I think his price is just too high. And um, the matchup isn't uh, extremely great against Nova, who, who's pretty efficient. Uh, Para, I think I could pass all of these outfielders. I think on the Colorado side, I'm, I'm gonna, just going to take a stance on the slate and pass on them, even though they're in cores, and have that huge six-run six, run, six uh, run total there. 
Um, McCutcheon, though, is a guy that comes in the conversation. He's priced up, too, on DraftKings at 5.4. But uh, over on FanDuel, you could get him for 4.6. And I think that if you're going to play, like, Freeze and you want to just get, like, two bats on the Pirates side, I think you could go Freeze McCutcheon. McCutcheon hits lefties really well throughout his entire career. So, someone you could definitely look at here. And, um... Yeah, so so that's where I'm at. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know how we both forgot to mention this at shortstop on the Pirates side, but Jordy Mercer is definitely in play against a lefty. Uh, just what you know, he's hit lefties well throughout his whole career. So uh, certainly Jordy Mercer too. So if I'm going to pick three bats from this Pittsburgh side, it would be McCutcheon, Freeze, and Mercer. Uh, so McCutcheon definitely in play in the outfield here uh, for for uh, for Pittsburgh. Going to stay away from the Colorado outfielders though. So that's it for me. I know I covered a lot of them, but I'm sure you still got some guys you want to point out. So go ahead, Travis. Where are you looking in the outfield? Yeah, so I'll just kind of run through it like game by game real quick and kind of tell you where I'm thinking. And then, Josh, let's do our game again. Uh, let's do that again. Uh, uh, so start looking at some price tiers. Uh, uh, we'll do like 5.1K to uh, 3.7 again, 3.6 to 3K, and then 3K and below on FanDuel. So we'll do that. Um, so you start looking at that. Uh, and I'll start talking about some of these outfielders. So again, uh, Miami outfielders and Cincy, I'll probably load up on them again. Uh, I had a lot of them yesterday. Uh, they didn't go crazy. Luckily, I had that Kivlahan guy who was like batted 2K and helped me get get in my pitchers uh, for expensive uh, like Archer and whatnot. So uh, luckily, I was able to get on him. I hope you guys were able to too uh, against the lefty just because he was so cheap. But uh, he was the one guy that helped me out home run in that game. And a lot of those guys, they didn't do too bad of a job. And I, I think that uh, I'm going to go back to the well on the Miami and Cincinnati outfielders. They didn't they didn't win me the slate, but they didn't lose me the slate, right? They, they helped me with the min cash life. So I'll take it, I guess. Uh, then on the Rays side, I think against Tyson Ross, like a, like a Dickerson or like even a Malik Smith. Uh, so Tyson Ross, if Malik Smith is batting first, like uh, Malik Smith will just run wild on him because uh, Tyson Ross is horrible holding on runners. So he'd be a guy I consider pass on the Blue Jays outfield and the Rangers outfield. Uh, I think if I played anyone from the Cleveland outfield, it'd either be Zimmer or Geyer if they're batting first against a lefty. Um, A's outfield, I'd probably pass on. Mets, it'd be Bruce, Conforto, and Cespedes. I like those three. Even Granderson, if he's in there, I think they're all in consideration against Gossett. Uh, I'll pass on the Phillies outfield. I mean, it's Junior Guerrero, though. I think that Nick Williams guy, he, I have not played him yet, and that could be a mistake by me, but I should probably consider him more. So maybe I will consider him more tomorrow. So I'll give him an honorable mention. Is someone I should probably uh, be thinking about more, and you guys should too if you haven't been. Uh, also Ryan Braun, if you're playing Milwaukee stacks, I'd love to fit in Braun with Shaw Thames, uh, for sure. I mean, he's just got so much power. We saw what he did today. Uh, then we go to the Astros outfield. I pass on the Orioles obviously because of the matchup against McCullers, but, uh, the Houston outfield is like a full go Beltron Springer, uh, Beltron Springer, Reddick. I mean, they're all really good options against, uh, Dylan Bundy, I'd have interest in them. My boy Justin Upton, yep, I'd be all over him against the lefty. The, the Twins outfield, it's more so like the Kepler and Grossman, pairing them up with Sano and, Doge, uh, and Dozier, you know, kind of like correlating like that. I, I, that's kind of how I normally play the Twins outfield, and I think that's a good spot to do it. Uh, White Sox outfield, uh, Melky Cabrera is a guy that uh, he can, you know, he can absolutely crush the ball. He's like the him and Avisel Garcia. They're both going to be against a lefty. I think uh, those are two guys I'd consider on the White Sox side of the ball. Uh, Royals, I think you were right about Lorenzo Cain. He's more of a cash game play for me. And then uh, I don't think I'll be able to afford this Pittsburgh outfield. I've already listed a ton of outfielders. Um, but that's kind of – those are the guys I would be probably putting in my player pool for first look, and that would be 
shrinking it down, obviously. Uh, but those are kind of the guys I'm looking at, Josh. So uh, you ready to play our game? Yeah, let's do it. We're doing the outfield on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah. So you you can you. I started yesterday. You start to, you start today. You pick first from each tier. All right. So um, if we're going to be so, what what are the price guidelines again for the top tier? Uh, so we're on FanDuel. It's five point one K to three point seven. So if we're gonna go five point one K to three point seven, um, I think for my top tier guy, uh, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. It's a tough slate for this. Um, I th- thought I was ready, but just give me one second. Yeah, you know what? I'll just go with McCutcheon as my top tier guy uh, for four point six. That's gonna be my top tier guy. Now, now what's so now? What's the second one? What's the second? Uh, second one is three point six to three k. Three point six to three k. While you're looking at that, um, and then look for three k and below, I'll tell you my outfielder at the at the top tier. I have mine. Uh, so yeah, so you said McCutcheon. Uh, obviously, I like McCutcheon. He was one of my two. I had two guys I was really having uh, a lot of interest in. Uh, McCutcheon's one was one of them, and the second was uh, Giancarlo Stanton. I'll go back to the well on him against uh, Romano. Uh, again, uh, kind of like talked about it yesterday. It's a righty, right? Maybe it's not the best spot, but hey, like. Uh, Giancarlo, bat Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton bats second. He likely gets five at bats in Cincinnati. Like, uh, I mean, this is a spot where he could absolutely smash the ball. Small ballpark. I mean, uh, he's he plays in Miami, which is a which is a tough ballpark for homers. And then he moves over into Cincinnati. Hot weather. I mean, this is a, this is a spot I want to take advantage of uh, while I can. And I only have one last shot at it with Cincinnati, so uh, I'm going to take advantage of it again tomorrow. Uh, so you got one for the last two tiers, Josh? Uh, yeah, I think for the mid tier, I'm going to go with Conforto. I think he's underpriced on Fanduel. Um, yeah, those all those Mets bats are super underpriced on this uh, on Fanduel. So that that's why I love correlating them over there. I've done that a ton this year, and it's been nice. All right, so you picked Conforto, and who's your below three k uh, outfielder? Uh, for my below three k outfielder, yeah, below three k, not three k, below. So two point nine and below. All right, Josh Reddick is the guy. I mean, he's just he's too cheap, and you're getting stock in that Houston um, offense with that huge implied run total. Uh, 2.9K. We know he hits righties well. I, I think Reddick is the way that you're going to have to go on FanDuel for under 3K. Who's your lower tier guy, Travis? And your mid tier. All right. So, man, the mid tier is loaded tomorrow. Like, it is. Uh, uh, Upton is there. Yeah, there's a lot. Upton's there at 3.6. You can use him. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, he homered. He homered yesterday. Uh, he's a streaky hitter. Let's go with Upton. He's my boy. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of guys I like in here. It's definitely a loaded spot. I think as here's the problem with Upton though, right? I was talking about that with this with my friend today. Like now with JD Martinez gone, uh, and it's just like Miggy, like I feel like there's less protection for him. So it's a little frustrating and I feel like I can't, I mean, I, I guess you can stack the Tigers though. You could still go McCann, um, Miggy, Kinsler, Castellanos and Upton. Like there's still guys you can go. Um, but it's uh, with J. I liked I liked having Upton right next to JD and pairing them together. I was always a big fan of that. But uh, yeah, I think Upton's the guy I'll go with. I, I like him a ton. And then uh, below three K for me. Uh, I mean, Reddick's a great choice. I think he's like the cash game guy. You really have to be concerned. I had him, I, I talked about him yesterday. I liked him yesterday. And he did pretty well for us. But uh, give me a GPP uh, low owned Scott Shebler man against a fly ball pitcher and Tom Kohler. Uh, sign me up for that, man. I, I'm a big fan of Scott Shebler. Uh, he's just a guy that will go unowned uh, a lot of the time. You'll get him single digits often, and he's got tons of pop in his bat in a good ballpark. So uh, sign me up for some Scott Shebler uh, below there. All right. Awesome. So that's it. Uh, you want to move on to the stack of the day?
Yeah, uh, yeah. let's head over to Sack of the Day. Uh, who, you want to kick us off with that, Josh? Sure, I'll kick us off. No problem. All right, so here we are. Lots of stacks in play here. We uh, we do not include the Coors game in Stack of the Day for a new listener, so uh, Coors Bats always in play to stack. Uh, not so different today, so definitely keep that in mind. But uh, I think I've made it clear where my stack is going today, and it's going to be with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you know, which is interesting because they're not, you know, they're not among the top um, for implied run totals on the board here. Like, you know, Kansas City is ahead of them. Detroit's ahead of them. Uh, the Astros are ahead of them. Uh, you know, so they're, they're not, you know, they're not even in the top three here on this slate for implied run totals. But uh, I just feel like they're going to crush Matt Boyd tomorrow. I just feel like it's going to be one of those days where they just load up and they just absolutely smash. And, um, you know, the only thing that would stop them from uh, really putting in work is the the bottom half of that order is kind of weak. It's a very top heavy lineup, but I, I think that um, I think that they could carry through. I think Boyd is bad enough um, to where they could uh, get to him pretty well, and I, I don't have too much faith in the Tigers bullpen here against the Twins. So uh, that that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins as my stack of the day here, Travis. Who's your stack of the day? Yeah, uh, I think the Twins was a good one. Um, so. I think I'm going to go back, you know, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, they helped me min cash life yesterday, but they're going to reward me tomorrow. I'm going back to the well. Uh, I hope they helped you out yesterday. Like I said, Kiv Lahan really helped me out because of that. I'm hoping the lineup's not watered down because sometimes it can get watered down on Sundays, but I think this is a good spot for the Reds. Uh, against, I mean, there's just tons of reasons to like uh, going up against the uh, going up against Tom Kohler here. 5.29 Sierra. He's uh you know he's a fly ball pitcher so that's another thing that's uh you know not going in his favor, uh you know swinging strike rate is uh, pretty low eight point seven percent I mean it, I wish it was a little lower but that's still not that great I mean he's just not a good pitcher right so he's a guy I just want to take advantage of and he gets a huge park downgrade he normally pitches in Miami fly ball pitcher and now he's going into Cincinnati like like I said uh, the Reds weren't bad to me yesterday they didn't burn me they didn't help me uh you know they didn't help me win the whole slate they didn't uh, burn me. Uh, so I'm going to go back to the wall on them one more time. I'm just a big fan of them, and I'm hoping they give me a really good lineup that I can just uh, roll out some more Reds on. Uh, I think it's a good spot for them. So uh, sign me up for the Cincinnati Reds one more time. All right. Awesome. And that's it. We covered the slate for you guys. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully you guys all enjoy your Sunday. You do well. Lots of good games to watch, too. It should be a lot of fun offense to watch. So um, go ahead. Give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. Follow me at Real. Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. Follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, that's the best way to reach us. Shoot out any uh, questions or comments you might have for us. We love interacting with you guys, and we're always there for you. Um, so yeah, uh, with that we cover the slate. Hope you guys do do uh, do well and enjoy your Sunday. Um, you know we're there to talk throughout the week too on Twitter. Uh, but other than that, we'll be back next weekend. For the Weekend Grind Podcast. And uh, that's it for my co-host, Travis Mango. And I'm Josh Sir Giant. Enjoy your Sunday, Grinders. Peace out.
Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.